Hello, people. We are back. Act 2, the podcast, episode 120, 120, and we are back in the building. It's your boy, International Walk. It's your girl, Tosh, the co-host is with the most. And we are back with another episode of us, um, act2thepodcast.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, TikTok, Breaker, and Spotify. Let's get the show started. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. Good, bad, and different. I'm good, doing good, not doing bad, not feeling indifferent. I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, mentally, I would say I'm a nine. Um, you know, just feeling good, moving through life, um, one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, and just overall feeling good. Okay, nine. Um, yeah, nine. Uh, financially, financially a nine. Um, I know I always say I'm a 10 And technically we are a 10 um, Made a little slip up But you know Nothing major But it was I, I, it was my bad And I accept accountability But we still good But I'll take a nine I'll take a shot for that um, Work is Work is an 8 It's just work Nothing good nothing, well, I won't say nothing good I'm grateful Blessed um, You know Nothing bad I'll say um, That's what you say. People slip up and say some weird shit about yeah, their yeah. jobs I don't wanna, so they don't fucking have Exactly. Them. I don't want to say nothing good, nothing bad. I'll say nothing. You get a chance to go to work every day and make money and, That's and the good fund part. your lifestyle. Exactly. So I'll <coughs> change that. Nothing bad, nothing outstanding or, you know, um, out of the ordinary happening. It's just work right now. Um, busy as ever, but just work. Um, physically, physically, I'm feeling good. I must say I am... I'm a nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could have had nines all the way across, but work's an eight. Yeah, work is an eight. I ain't going for it. I, I, I would be lying if I gave it a nine just to give it a nine. It's an eight. Mm. It's an eight because mentally it gets on my nerves. But, yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling... A little I'm, bored already? Um, It's nighttime. I keep <laughs> telling you that every week. Um, Mentally, I feel... um, I felt like a nine, but I feel like an eight now. Okay. Um, Obviously, because of you. Oh, um, wow. So, I'm going to go with an eight for the mental. Um, finances, I'm going to go with a nine. Okay. Work, I'm going to go with a nine. Work is okay. Work is good. Except for y'all bad signal in that area. It is a terrible signal. And you would think in 2023, like, that wouldn't be an issue anywhere. Physicality, I feel like a nine. I feel great. I've been working um, like a motherfucker at work, my ass off, like actually working. That feels good. Um, yeah, feels great. Feel like I'm back in the flow of things, like for real, for real. Um, so physically, I would say I'm a nine. I'm holding up. That's Put good. it like that. <laughs> I ain't broken down yet. Um, Wiles and woes, ups, downs, stops, and goes. Um, Blacks and whites, lefts and rights. <laughs> Um, Do's and don'ts. The wow is just, you know, I, I'm going to steal from your wows over the, of quite a few weeks. Just another week to be blessed. Um, another day. You know, I don't even take that for granted, but I say another week from our last show. Um, and that's just really it. You know, just being here and being of sound mind is just a wow. I'll say that. You know, a lot of people ain't. I have not always been. And in this moment in my life where my feet are, I am, and I'm grateful for that. So that's my wow. Well, my wow is my eye. 
I have this freaking sty on my eyes. So let me tell y'all a funny story. When we, not when we first met, y'all know we always knew each other. But our first year of being together, I had got a sty on my eye and had this thing for like almost a year. My first driver's license. I mean, those who know me know my right eye is always a little, little anyway. Like it's smaller than my left. But it was real small for a long time because I had this sty for almost a year. I even went to the emergency room to Will's eye. The lady was like, you know, she kind of snuck me out of there. It was like, it ain't nothing they can do for you. Don't let them charge you no medical bills and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, when I was younger, I used to get them a lot. I have not had one in forever. And this little thing crept up on me and it is hurting. It feels like a man is sitting on my lid and every time I try to open my eye, he do like this and push it back down. And it's itching and it hurt. It's just a mess right now. So that's my woe. But, you know, things could be worse. I'm grateful to still have an eye. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, your wows and woes? My wow is that I won $50 on Scratch Off. Oh, um, that's mean, I exciting. I paid 24 so I only really won 30 But that's exciting. But yeah, so um, I was beat out some, out some money today. And I, so I won $50 back. So, you know. That's exciting. I'm happy for you. Um, my woe is that you're fucked up. Is that your eye is fucked up. And I just don't like when my wife is in pain. You know, I'm always worried about her arm. Now I'm concerned about her fucking eye. And if this is going to be here for another year <laughs> or a week, you know. So. I am. I. You know what? I don't remember the last one being. I mean, of course, it was 20 years ago. But I remember it being there, and after a while, it just was there. Like, it didn't hurt. This thing is hurting. So, this ain't going to have much. We're going to figure out something. I This hurts. And I've been putting hot compresses on it, you know, at nighttime, in the morning time, throughout the day. And it's right in the corner. Not only does it hurt, it itches. So And I'm trying not to, like, irritate my eye even more. It's just, what the kids say, it's a bad joint. <laughs> Right I now, never heard that. But you okay. never heard them say it. it's just a bad joint right now. No, but I could imagine. Um, well, I I probably had a star in my life like three times, but mm -hmm. I remember like being able to see it out of my other eye, mm -hmm. and it just it was that big and it's that bothersome. Yeah. So you know, I, one of the things I know about myself, and, and I think fucking with it makes it even worse. And tomorrow you're gonna have like Google Gaga in your eye in what? the morning. Well, that's good. That means that it busts. I want it to, like, mm -hmm. bust. But I think it can, like, I, I used to, I have to make sure that whenever I get my hair done, that I keep, like, any hair, any dirt from your hair being done out of my eyes because my eyes are very sensitive to that. And I've been able to mitigate that issue for a while. And maybe I just got caught up this time. And, well, I just took I my know. hair out of my eyes. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Um, you you scared of uh, a storm coming? Why you say that? You don't want to get caught in the rain? No. I'm... Can you stand the rain? No, I'm good. Um, but I like this. This is nice. I can go out in the rain. Yeah. Um, the topic of discussion is Snowfall. Um, Snowfall, great TV show. We just watched six seasons of it. Um, and you know, little spurts at a time. It's not like a Netflix thing where you can binge all 10 episodes. Right. This was an FX, FX programming that later was able to be seen on Hulu and other um, streaming 
stations of sort. Um, but Snowfall was a awesome, awesome, awesome show. Yeah. Right up there with Sopranos and mm. Breaking Bad. For me, up there with Sopranos, Breaking Bad, The Wire. Um, then you might want to throw in a little Snowfall. But it's it's up there. It's, it's a great show. Just enough seasons. Um, the characters, the character arcs. Um, so we're going to get into all that. Um, we want to talk about Alvin and Sissy. We want to talk about Jerome and Louie, Franklin and Bernique, and Leon and Wanda, and Teddy and Oso. Um, question, which do, which do you prefer? Like when Netflix releases and you can binge and have it over, or when it's one episode at a time and it can kind of last you some time? I want time. it at my leisure. So I want all... 10 or 12 episodes but I, obviously I'm not going to sit and watch 12 hours of TV if I can't so I would just want it at my leisure because I can watch two episodes here, two episodes there one episode here see I, I think I don't I'll, like the anticipation because it's like I don't do shit anyway but let it build up two or three episodes build up before I, I go back to it but I can't do the one episode it takes me back to um network tv yeah i like it that way because it gives us a span of time i think if everything just started being released at one time yeah you're not gonna watch 12 well it was 10 episodes in this season right mm -hmm. you're not gonna sit for 10 hours but it is highly likely that you can finish that in a weekend you know you do two episodes on a friday three episodes on a set it ain't nothing to watch three episodes on a saturday you know then maybe three on a Sunday and then two more on a Monday, you're done. And then it's like, all right, what's next? So I, I used to like the, that idea of being able to binge stuff, but I appreciate, now don't get me wrong, like you said, we like to let it build up so that we can watch two and three at a time, but that gives us, you know, a span enough, of, though. yeah, but, but it gives us a span of 10 weeks to, to have, the, to finish the show. Yeah, I don't like it like that. Okay. I mean, you like it like that, that's fine, but that's not how I prefer TV nowadays. Like, I don't want to be waiting for something every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Like, I want to just be able to go to it, whether it be on demand, a streaming service that I pay for. I mean, that's just the way of the world now, so it's what I'm used to. Yeah. But, um, Snowfall, what did you think about the last episode? I am happy that I did not succumb, even though I was going to watch it anyway. But I kind of steered away from people's opinions because I saw a lot of people. People were literally saying the last episode was trash. And my thing with TV or movies and stuff, when people say something is garbage or that was horrible, I always feel like I want them to add to me at the end because that's your opinion. Everybody has one as we should. I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. It was sad. But it was realistic to show that you know, unfortunately, the man on top sometimes loses. And also to show um, how th the very thing that may have helped you climb a ladder, if you don't change, could very well be the thing that knocks you off. And that was the lesson that I got out of it because, you know, the um, aggressiveness, the assertiveness that Franklin showed to establish himself in that world 
was the very thing that broke him down because when he tried to show that same aggressiveness then we saw the 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 um we saw what, what the results of that whether it was with veronique whether it was with his mom like you can't keep beefing up and bucking at people like that they got they're gonna have something for you which they did and i think you know at some point you have to learn how to evolve once you establish yourself and no, in any realm of life, you can't be the same and expect to get the same results. So I, that was one of the things that really stood out to me. It was like that same way he was in the beginning to help, you know, gain his respect was the very thing that broke him down. Um, I I hear you. Um, I re I don't. I think they were two things and different. Uh, um, two things. I think they were different, the, the two things that were talk, that you're talking about. I think in the beginning, just thinking back to season one and season two, um, Franklin wasn't as assertive as he was at the end. He was more like just wanting everybody to get money and grow his drug empire. Those um, aggressive killing scenes didn't come till later, mm -hmm. and I think that was more of a power trip. For me, the last episode was more of a power trip than about the money. Because um, a lot of people would say, you know, like he didn't deserve the money. But if you work like that, you sold drugs for the CIA, you killed people. In the midst of that, he um, damaged his family, his friendships. Like, I think at that point, you do deserve the money. But I think he was two different people from season one, two, three to the last episode and six. Like in the last episode, he was just on a power trip. Like he couldn't even see straight couldn't think shit straight and it was just about the power of I don't even think it was about the 73 million it was just about beating Teddy at that point like I, I have to win like because even when it all broke down and he was so called broke he still had um, some money in the spring house thing he could have he could have had he right. still had a, all them properties like that was before he sold all that stuff so he didn't he didn't he didn't have the 73 million but he was still comfortable enough to walk away and be okay but the power of somebody took something from me and I got to get it back that's what his downfall was that's what he couldn't shake and that's what it was for me that's what I got out of I got out of it mm. um Alvin and Sissy. Alton. Alton and Sissy. Uh huh. Um, just there as a couple, that dynamic. I know Alvin. Um, Alton was out. Um, was out early. Uh, before all the shit hit. But what did you just think about their dynamic and how they um their stories arced? Um, I mean, I think for Sissy, it was one of the things that. The very thing that she was so against at the beginning, she came, she became such an intricate piece at helping to build up. And I think she realized... Do you think she should, she should come to the, the lifestyle, like turning a blind eye, or out of a mother's love, like, I gotta be here to protect my son from shit? I think it was a little bit of both. I think she saw, because I mean, the lifestyle, she lived a good life. She didn't live like a luxurious life, but she lived a, but she, she was comfortable. For her too. Yeah, she was comfortable. Yeah. Like she didn't have the struggle on her back like she did prior to her son becoming the kingpin that he was. So I, but at the same time, I think she also wanted to be part of it as protection. And the, 
you know, you can say this is good, bad, whatever. I think she wanted to use the money for good. So I think with her, despite the fact of knowing, it was kind of like, you know, well, the ends will justify the means, having the shelter and that sort of thing. So she knew it was bad, but it was like, I'm going to turn a blind eye and kind of um, her pen penance was doing something good in the community with it until she realized like the ends didn't justify the means because what she created the the biggest thing she created her son look how it had destroyed him so yeah and i, I think their relationship um i mean it, it was one that um like you said alton wasn't around long he kind of came in and you seen him get himself clean um but when those paths aren't aligned like that it just it isn't gonna work so i think right. So, what do you, did you notice in season one, episode one, that's where um, the store that Franklin went to in season six at the end, when he was all fucked up in, in the street and walking with Leon, that store was the same store he went to when he saw his pop in the beginning that he worked at. Mm. So, it's like, it's weird to see how they make those things come back around. And like now, you used to see your dad and you worked in that store and he was an alcoholic, now you're going in there to buy liquor. Mm -hmm. So it's like a full circle moment. And um, how they shot this, like when they was walking to the store and they were shooting Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Like that was crazy because that was John Singleton's movie. And it was like around that time in 1991 where they would have been shooting that in right. their neighborhood. So right. they were shooting Boys in the Hood at that time. But it's just it's crazy to see how that show comes full circle to him you know, I was working Despi in this Becoming store. what he despised. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, Franklin was, was, like, beat dead at the end. Like, I mean, out there, out there. But, at, but, but the poignant mind, part was, I'm free. Yeah. Like, that was the poignant part. Like, he lost everything, but it was more of a I'm free type of thing. Like, you know what that made me think about? Um, when we talk about homelessness mm -hmm. and how people, uh, a lot of people on the streets, they have that mentality of being free from the system and no matter how um how someone else may look at their situation or the detriment of their situation to them it's like yeah it is what it is and it may appear to be something to you but to me it's freedom in not having anything and not being att attached i know for franklin it was a little deeper because it was like okay he's free from the cia and all of that but it's it's weird how the mind transforms what one sees for bad into good where it, it almost i think that's what we call we start to call people crazy because they look at a situation like that when i say people i mean like homeless people right. but that that's that's what and who i thought about in that moment it's like damn this is how you hear people say homeless people think like being in the streets is free people always want to think they want to cure homelessness or fix homelessness and if you talk to some homeless people and i haven't but just from documentaries and stuff uh, some of them don't want to be bound down to bills and all that kind of stuff right. sounds crazy to the us because we want a roof over our head but to them in their minds it's that freedom well, we would like that too, but to what expense? Yeah. Like, we don't want to be in the street behind it. We're too but we attached. don't want the stresses of the bills and the every day at work and got to do this and punch a clock. Like, we don't want that either. But 
at what expense not being yeah. in a cardboard box outside exactly we're too attached to the um comfort of life mm-hmm. than to allow discomfort to give us the comfort of freedom exactly that's well said babe. um jerome and louis uh so let me say i know you know louis she she kind of had her ups and downs i think for louis too it was a power struggle first let me stop let's say this I love the way Jerome loved Louie. That was his girl. Mm-hmm. He loved her down. From being a trick, she she was, to mm-hmm. being his wife. He loved her down. And it's sad because Jerome was one of those people. He didn't have no aspirations of being a millionaire. No, he or was, a drug dealer. Yeah, he was He cool. did it because she wanted to. And once that, even when they had a little bit of money, he wanted to fall back and just be with his wife and love his wife and live that life, which good, bad, or indifferent. It's like, why are you just comfortable in this? But I think he was comfortable with the stability of being where they were. No, yeah, we could do better. We could live more, live more luxuriously, but... I'm comfortable just having you. And that was yeah. dope about it. But also the other dope about dope thing about it was he supported his wife even to his to their own detriment. Yeah. Um Louis definitely a power <laughs> struggle because as a as a black woman in any industry, even the drug industry, she wanted to not be looked at as his wife. She wanted to be looked at as his equal. Like I'm okay so. being the co-hostess with the most. She wanted to say no. He's a host and I'm a host. Yeah, but if you're sitting on thirty million dollars, like for me, the, all of this shit wouldn't have spiraled out of control if it wasn't for Louis. I Louis agree. was the cause of all of this shit starting to unravel. Because, because she, wa- she wanted to go to the plug herself. She went behind his back and took the plug. If that wouldn't have never happened, it wouldn't have pinned them apart as family. It wouldn't have pinned them together. I mean, against each other as family. And it wouldn't have never got to that point where they was trying to beat each other. But this all started because of Louis yeah. and her power struggle as, like you said, a black woman wanting to be looked at. You already got money. Your husband is telling you that you know, we got enough. How much is enough? He said that 10 times throughout the show. Right. How much is enough, babe? Like, how much is let's enough? Just, let's yeah, chill. we can go wherever the fuck we want to go and spend for life, but you want the plug. You want to beat Franklin. And it's like, I really don't want to, as Jerome, that's my nephew. Like, I don't want to beat him. Like, why can't we just go chill? This is, again, another example. And I know we didn't get to Franklin and Veronique, but the same there. But just like out in, in um, Sissy. Sissy. Of not being aligned in what y'all want, husband and wife, and it's not gonna work. And we see what the ending result of that was because while he was okay, enough was enough. She wanted to, she wanted more, and just that lack of alignment led to their untimely, well, his untimely or or you might say timely demise. Because I mean, and that, and that game, was the second time because if she would have went and did the drop like she was scheduled to do. Then she um she would have never got kidnapped from the horse farm. She went to go ride horses while Jerome she went and to did gain the drop. Some pieces yeah, ahead. so if she would have went and did it, then she would have she would have never got kidnapped at the horse farm. Jerome would have never been set into motion to do all the shit he did to get her back. Yeah. So another thing too, even though I know, um, you know, she was the culprit in all of the unraveling. I was I I it made me smile the ending. I wanted her to win. And not win in the sense of being on top. I just wanted her to be okay. But it also made me think it it kind of hit close to home like 
how long that's going to last being on the run. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of hit close to home. Did you notice when she was running away after the phone call from Franklin that um, she was pregnant and she was running? You know what? I know. I'm, uh, it's weird you well, say that. Well, she had a bump. I but noticed that, and I meant we, to look on social media to see. I was about see. to say, before you even go a step further, the uh, actress that plays Louie in real life is pregnant. That's, so it could have been a clothing error, a, a costume mishap or something that you saw her belly when she was running. Or it could have been left open that I'm pregnant by Jerome and he's dead and I'm going on. So you can look at it either way. They could, they could, because they they didn't address it, but yeah. people saw it. When well, she so, held that sweatsuit, and she was running, and she had all the scars on her faces. You could see her belly bump. I yeah, I, and but she's pregnant that that far in real life. So it's we. I I I never took it as them implying she was pregnant by Jerome, but I did think to myself. Hmm. Well, that was her husband, so she would have been pregnant by Jerome. No, I'm just saying I never took that as part of the story, like gotcha. the unstated storyline. But when I saw it, I thought to myself, I thought, like you said, I thought it was a wardrobe misfunction, mm-hmm. malfunction. Like, huh, they should have put a little boy something more baggy on her because I think she's pregnant in real life. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but again, I was happy to see. First, <laughs> this sounds crazy. I like when the bad guy, now, the bad guy considering you ain't hurt no kids or nothing like that. But I like when the bad guy gets away. So I was happy she got away. I was happy those people protected her. Um, you know, because it it just, it, it felt good to know that she got away. She loved her husband too, despite, and she, she made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Again, that led to him being killed, but she loved him too. And I, I was happy that she got away. And, you know, I've been thinking like, what's her life going to be like? You know? Well, horses bought her peace. She was going to be on horse farms. That's what she seemed like she ended up because that bought her peace. Yeah, I hope they did. The but FBI, like the, the DEA never like come back woman, looking for her. Yeah, like the woman said, you either, like a lot of people come through here to get work for a couple of months and move on. So is that your life? You're just going to move on every three, four, five, six months? Yeah. Because they come in and look for you again? Um, Franklin and Veronique's um, dynamic relationship. Didn't I tell you? And it's, this is crazy how. Social media and women, women. I know what you're about to say. Your gender. People in the comments talking about, oh my God, how she should have left him. She should have robbed him. He choked her out. Now, no, now y'all must have like girl. Y'all ain't never been choked before or choked out. All he did to her was said, "Don't go behind my fucking back." He didn't choke her out. Like, choking somebody out means you choke them out, like, knocked out, like, cold. They're not, they're not there no more. They're, they're choked out. So, okay. He, he put his hands around her throat, which is a thousand percent wrong, but he didn't choke her out. And I kept seeing, oh, my God, Franklin choked her out. Oh, my God, Franklin choked her out. Oh, he choked her out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, wrong terminology, but he was a thousand percent wrong. Hell and she yeah. should have left. I don't think she should have robbed them per se. That I don't agree. I mean, you well, her, her, I'm sure her uh, plausibility would be. I need money for the baby. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I need money for but the baby. But she, but but even if I think it would have been dope because she was a dope chick that rolled with him. She was very smart, and again, I think that was part of his downfall is that lack of alignment and him power tripping and he should have listened to her but he wanted to do what he wanted to do he wanted to hold on to that high cost building that even though they had assets they had no liquid cash so 
you kept this building that you can't pay the mortgage for and sold all these other properties instead of letting go of that high behind mortgage just because he wanted that status symbol of feeling like, oh, he had a, a, a property in, in downtown area. Instead of, you know, saying, you know what, I'm going to take, you kept this one big thing for all these small things, which could have blown up bigger. So I knew, and I told you the episode before that she was going to leave him. You think she should have robbed him? I think what she should have did, which would have been dope, and it would have set the precedent, is she should have just took half. I knew you were going to say that. She should have took half. Like, leave him with something. But if, like, it was $800,000. Knowing that she took four and she left you four, would have been like, damn, at least she didn't take all my money. And, yes, she is pregnant with his child. She needs to be able to take care of the child. I ain't going to bother you. Now, I don't agree with, you know, leaving and not letting him see his kid, but whatever. But she should have took half. She should not have taken all of his money. Yeah. That wasn't cool. And I think that's what, like tipped them over like that's what tipped even worse than the 73 because he ain't trust nobody like i mean leon he trusted but it was more so because he had he, he did trust leon i will say that but him and veronique yeah he he he, he just he should have listened i to never her. liked her in the beginning i didn't think she was good looking and that's just like on on the surface that's what i thought she was about shit. to say because that's why i saw a lot of women saying like I think it was, um, I mean, her face is her face. I think it was costuming. The, and, and this, the, in season six, she looked better than season five because yeah. her hair and makeup, it was like low budget in season yeah. five. It was a lot of wigs and terrible, like, terrible, uh, pancake makeup. Yeah, like terrible costuming in, in season five. But maybe that's what they were, that's what they was looking for. Like, I don't know. It was she fly just chicks was, in the 90s, yeah, though. Yeah, but she was, like, terrible. She did and, and that's superficial that she wasn't a good-looking woman. But in season six, she looked a lot better. Yeah. Um, She looked a lot better. That's what I'm saying. I think it was the costuming. Like, they didn't do her any justice. I think that, I think that was spiteful. I think she robbed his money because... Yeah he put his hands around her throat. Yeah. That's what that was. I don't think she she wanted to do that, but I think that was like the the camel that, I mean, the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, you did this to me, now I'm going to be spiteful, like a dog shitting on the floor, and I'm going to take your money. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so that's what I'm going to do now, and you're not going to see your kid. But I don't think she should have done that to him. Like, yeah. that made him spiral out of control way more than the 73 million. I, I always think, and, and I know these are two different things, it's like when women are... Be true to who you are and never leave a bad, this is my opinion, never leave a bad taste. In a, like, if you're going to leave, leave. But leave him with the impression, like, she always was a dope chick. No matter what I did wrong, she was. I say this, like, when women say, I when I hear women say, oh, because their boyfriend, or you know, cheated, they're going to cheat back and then leave. Or whatever the situation, if you're going to break up with him, break up with him. But don't leave him with that impression like, oh, she was a cheater. Leave him with the guilt of knowing, damn, she still ain't do wrong by me, even though I did wrong by her. I think that's more powerful because then you level the playing field and it's like, all right, he cheated, you cheated. You ain't no better than him. But if he can be like, damn, she, she, she ain't do me wrong and I did her wrong. So for her too, I think that spitefulness, that's why I said she should have took half. Because, yeah, you know you don't walk away with zero. You put work in here, too, and you are about to have a child. But don't take all his money because then 
you you lose your all your credibility. Yeah, I think that was some shitty thing to do to uh, rob his money. It made you look bad as mm. a as a as a wife or girlfriend, whatever. I don't think they was married. Yeah, I don't think they ever got married. Yeah. But it made you just look like a shitty person to do that, especially after it's on some. I'm mad that you grabbed my throat. Shit. Um, leave it to the people in the comments. You got choked out. Yeah, she didn't but, get choked out, but he shouldn't put his hands on no, her, and he she was have. right to leave. I agree with that. You shouldn't and put she, his hands. It was building up that she was afraid. She was starting to increasingly get not so much afraid of him, but afraid of his decision making. Right. And then that's when I, I think she already felt. Uh, in um unsecure in just their stability and insecure? now well not in, she i think she unsure unstable that's okay. the word in like their livelihood but now it's like okay i'm i'll say insecure i'm insecure about our livelihood but now or i'm scared about where we're going to land this financially and now i got to be scared of you physically oh hell no i'm out so- i'm out two-part question did franklin deserve the money um obviously going back to sissy um being his mother and seeing um used to be a black panther and dealing with the cia and knowing the reach that those people have and the things that they can do the shitty things that they can do and knowing that you just can't have 73 million dollars of the government's money and be thinking like it's cool like you, you shouldn't have this and i'm as a mother i'm trying to protect you and you're going into deep, deep, deep fucking water if you're playing with these people at this level. And we're not talking about the FBI. We're talking about the CIA, people who can who can kill you with a necktie. So I'm just saying, do you think after everything, do you think he deserved the money? And also, as a mother, do you think she was in the right when she shot Teddy? Because it's like, I don't want you to go this far. I don't want you to have this money. So I don't I, I don't think she shot Teddy as a thing uh, uh, in a way of protecting Franklin. Oh, absolutely, she did. I, I don't think okay. she did. I think she taught she shot Teddy out of anger because mm-hmm. Teddy played with her about Alt Alton, and then when he just like so cavalier, like he got her all excited and thinking that that was her baby, despite mm-hmm. how things started. That she loved that man, and when they got back together, she loved him. You played with her heart, you played with her emotions, and made first of all, she thought her husband was dead, and then you telling me he alive. Then you telling me it's a possibility I'm gonna see him again. You telling me he's still on this earth breathing, and we can actually be reunited. Like the flutters that built up in her stomach and her heart, and then you just shut it down and say, I was lying, I shot him twice. And burned his body. But I think she's a smart enough woman to know you said that in a moment of distress where you're trying to get out of the situation. So you got to think for a second that this could be a lie. Yeah, so you but- have to think that. And I also think that she loved Franklin way more than Alton. Alton was going and out in the street. She loved Franklin, her son, and she poured more into him than she did out. And did she love out? And yeah, that was her husband, but she had more of a caring towards Franklin than him. And I think she shot him because like he was about to give the numbers and she knew that she could have waited 10 more seconds, let him get the money. If that's what she wanted, then shot him. It would have been the, the, the same thing, but she did that before he even could say the serial numbers, because I do not want you to have this money. And it's a reason why I don't want now do I I would be pissed at my mom too for doing some shit like that. But I'm just saying from her perspective, it's almost like you getting way too deep into this and you just not gonna take seventy three million dollars back from the CIA and think it's gonna be cool. 
You're not going to just go and live this lavish life with Veronique after you do this to this man. I I'm, I get it, but... Like, it's Teddy. We know all the shit that Teddy did. Do you actually think you're going to take this money from this guy, let him go, and life is going to be good again? Right. No. But, but, I, but I think just like she walked away before when she went to Cuba, I think she could have made that decision again to just remove herself from the equation if she felt like not because but i think she cared about frank i do but so do i think she was right to do it i ain't a mom so i can't say oh i'm thinking like a mom but i don't think she should have she he's a grown man allow him to make that decision but maybe as a mom she felt like that was her, her way of protecting him but I, I i still stick to i'll give it to you maybe some of that was in protection of her son but it was some bitterness and anger because yeah she probably thought to herself he could be lying. Frankly, but, even said that. It's a fucking lie, man. But but still, the possibility... I get what you're saying. Uh, it's hope. I could... Yes. Yeah, it's that hope. hope. And then you shot me down like that. You got me all excited with even... Even if I thought 99% of it was a lie, but it's 1%, I and, could still see him again. Nah. Yeah, I... I so, and you look at the whole the situation in, in, in its totality. Why, should, why did she bring a gun? Because she had every intention on killing him no matter what. Not to let Franklin get the money. It wasn't that I'm going to bring a gun in case you give me a false answer to my question. No, I bought this gun and hit it because I'm not letting Franklin get this money. That's what that was about. It wasn't like she ever carried guns or kept one in the tuck. She never had a gun in none of the scenes. But this one time she bought a gun. Not because I'm going to ask you a question and if you give me a bad answer, I'm going to shoot you. No. So do you think if he would have said if he would have said where Alton was, then she would have still shot him now that she had the location, but still I think she probably yeah, she still would have shot him because of that. And mm -hmm. my, my second question is do you think Teddy should have died in all this? You know what? I think he I, I, I actually like Teddy. I like Teddy, but I feel like it had to be, which is why I like this show so much, it had to be an unpredictable ending and I just feel like at what point you can't allow him to just all the characters to just go on. So I think it was right. It was right for him to die. Like he had, he he had kind of become like this invincible character, and to a point you don't want it to be unrealistic. Right. And then if he didn't die, we know that he would have never let up off Franklin. Right. He would have never let... Franklin kill his dad, which he didn't even like, so but you he killed saying his that, dad. That, that's what I'm saying. You saying that now, it makes my point of why she killed him. Franklin already killed his dad. Now you about to take $73 million from him, and you think you about to go to fairy fairy land and live? he gonna just leave us alone? But, but like I'm, you killed his dad. You threatened his son. But I'm saying she could have killed him after he gave the numbers. But I think that the anger, I don't, I, and again, I don't even think she, I think she didn't wait because she let the anger take over her. So even if the, the, her, her original, even if her point was to kill him anyway, I think she moved, I think she, the anger took over. I think it might have ignited what was already going to happen. She was going to kill him regardless. Is why she bought yeah, the gun. And, and like you said, not just killing his dad, you threatened his son. He and Franklin never could not see that. That you, 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 a rogue, bad CIA agent. You yeah. just killed his father, and he didn't tell He's nobody. Get yeah, he didn't go to the law and say, "Yo, lock this guy up. He killed my dad." No, I'll fix this. So you know he's going to come. He's going to get you. Yeah, he's that, that's you. crazy. So to yeah, think. he had to die. Or, I mean, there was no, 
there would have it would have never ended for if he didn't die franklin would have forever been trying to get his money back and or he would have just ended up dead yeah i think he would have ended up dead i think that that teddy had to die because he would have never let up on on franklin and he would have never allowed oso to go on with his life yeah even though yeah he would have never yeah so he had to die yes um leon and wanda their relationship, their di- their dynamic, how, you know, that was his girl at first, and then he, out of, you know, the circumstances of their environment, got her hooked on crack, and that took her to a different level of, like, low, and then was, like, reeled back in, and he, you know, he was more like a um, self-aware yeah. Drug dealer. Like, knowing, like, this shit ain't right. I'm tearing my neighborhood up. I don't really want to do this. I'm trying to find any type of crack of light to get out of this shit. Mm-hmm. But, sees in the end, I don't get... He, Leon was like, I don't give a fuck who the connect is. Could be Mexican, could be Colombian, could be your fucking cousin. We need to buy something. So, he was, like, all in again. And Wanda's like, yo, like, I'm... I'm thinking about going back to Ghana. Like, I want to be out. Like, I don't want to yeah. do this shit no more. And plus, it's hard for her being around... Crack. crack being a former addict yeah. you know it's one of those i think that he saved her at a time when she needed to be saved and then she saved him at a time and then it was up to them but the lack of alignment once again in this relationship led to them parting ways i think well, that they, was kind of left open because when him and franklin was talking he was like you know you back and forth to africa i'm gonna start calling you yo yo you here yeah. you there you here you there so, so it never really kind of addressed yeah. that are they together and then no he when, did he, no he, he did because leon said to him he said how's wanda and he's like she's she's better but marriage is hard and they left it at that yeah. so it kind of let you know like we're trying. We're we're still together. See, I got kind of got the impression like they were separated, but they was cool. But yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah, because that's that's where they left it at. He asked how Wanda was, and he was like, "She's better, but marriage is hard." So that I just took that as okay. They might be still trying. They still in contact with each other, and he's back and forth to Ghana, so he's seeing her. Yeah, and I feel like, um, but again, that lack of alignment is what led her to bounce because she wasn't with what he was trying to do. She was trying to stay on the right track. Mm-hmm. And, and he had, Especially when she seen he was both feet back in. Yeah, and he had it in him, but it was just hard to pull away. So I, I think it was one of those situations where they needed each other like right. e- at different times in their life. And they helped each other at different times in their life. Um, but yeah, I think in all of these relationships, the lack of alignment is what led there to be dysfunction. Should um, Leon have given Franklin the money? No, because that wasn't Man, it, yeah, so that either. wasn't gonna fix. And I it. just it gave you half a million dollars. I'm not about to give you and the way, the way he said it, like how much money you got left? Yeah, I got about three million. And, and then he, he start like, making plans, like yeah, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna do this. It'd have been like whoa, 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 bro. Like and you invest and fuck you. It talk- and like he said I'll pay you back in five years. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You gonna pay me back in five years? You, not only that, again, Franklin, his power trip, his selfishness. I tell you, I got three million. You want all of it? And you gonna give it to me, or I'm gonna take it? But you want all of it? And you, you gonna give it to me, or I'm gonna take it? You didn't say, "All right, bro, can I get a million? And you gonna give it to me, or I'm gonna take it? I was happy that Leon Boyce had his back, though. 
Like, and it's a shame because when he was like, is this how you wanted to end Lee? I was like, no. Like, and I Rwanda don't. asked, but he knew, like, because Rwanda said, you think he'll come for you? He was like, no. Yeah. Like, not here. Mm-hmm. He's not. All these niggas I got in here, like, he ain't coming here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, 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 I, I'm happy that he didn't give him the money because it would have never been a never, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't right. have fixed it. And I thought they was going to beef because Sissy is like a mom to Leon. Mm-hmm. And... Leon could clearly see your mom threw her life away not to get you this money. That's how bad she didn't want you to have it. So I'm not going to disrespect her and give you the money yeah. so you can go on this ego trip to try to get get Teddy back. Like, your mom threw away her life. She's down in the fucking county jail, bro, for murder to stop you from getting the money. Why would I disrespect her when she's like my mom too? And you talking about investing and doing this. Like basically you about to gamble the money. You're never, you're. I'm not going to say never, but you're trying to recoup this 73 and you're not going to get that back. Mm-hmm. You're never going to establish what you had before because you kind of, you worked for it, earning it, you're being a drug dealer, but you kind of had it handed to you on the silver plate. And that helps you work for why, why wouldn't a person think, damn, I have $73 million in the bank and I'm getting drugs from the CIA. At any given second, they can just like wipe my bank account out, like by a computer. Like they can just get, like in touch, they did. Yeah, like get in touch with the bank, freeze his account, say they're the CIA, take the money and no one's the, the wiser. Like. They can't. You can't do shit. So where are you taking seventy three million? Are you gonna have all cash? Like any bank you put it in, it's re- it's reachable by the CIA and Teddy. But I think he just he even just, if it's in the Caymans or fucking TD Bank, like he can get it. I I think he Franklin's head just got too big, and I think he underestimated the reach of I the th- CIA. Uh, because I I think somebody he, giving you three hundred bricks a week, you 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 underestimate their reach. I think he looked at it in terms of Teddy. I think he lost f- focus of the bigger picture. He was just so he had focused to lose on focus Teddy. Of the, of the bigger and he picture knew Teddy, Teddy was wasn't getting rogue. the bricks out of his closet. Yeah, but Teddy was kind of rolled too. Yeah, and I think he was so focused on Teddy, he forgot like Teddy's part of an organization. Like that's like you working for your boss, but you forget your boss. Like this. You may not see the full building every day. Like, I don't go into my job ever, but I know that the building is there and, like, it's executives there. It ain't just this one person who I talk to every day. He's not the CIA. Yeah. He's got a whole government behind him. Yeah. And if they can just go, money gone, then why would you even be chasing that $73 million again for them to do something like that again? And and you would have thought... Like, by a press of a button, money gone. You would think to yourself, like, why wouldn't you have dispersed those funds or done something different with them? Um, like Teddy knew who Sissy was, Alton, Veronique. He knew all, everybody that you trusted enough with the money. He could have got to any of them. Yeah, true. But so I, You could have put it in their you, accounts, in their name. He would have took their shit. Oh, why didn't you keep cash on you? Like, I mean, now that's a whole lot of cash to keep, but... You would have yeah, thought. not Pablo, babe. I know, <laughs> I but... Pablo yeah, had that kind of money. But you could have found something to do with it other than having it all. But again, he's, he forgot the fact that I'm a drug dealer. This is illegal. And he tried to turn it legal. He tried to turn dirty money clean, but forgetting, like, you're still attached to the person who gave you the dirty money. Right. And they want you to stay in the dirty game 
And yeah, because they're benefit. He don't care about you. He's benefiting from what you do, and you can't stop doing it until he says you can. Like exactly. And, and that was the the, the he forgot. He like, thought I'm gonna buy this downtown shit and move away. Yeah, that was his original mindset. Move my myself out of the drug game and be this businessman. Yeah, you, you know, you know who that ghost. Of? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's ghost. that's ghost. Like thinking like, oh, I'm gonna be done with the drug game, but it's like, eh, it ain't that easy to cut off. Mm-mm. Like it ain't that especially easy. when you're at that level. You can't. Just when you're at a lower level, you can say, "Yeah, I'm done." Hey, fellas, I ain't fucking around no more. I ain't, I ain't selling. But when you at that level, taking three hundred keys off off a person's lap every week, you can't just say, "Oh, I'm done." Because right. now they ain't got nobody else to get a three hundred keys to, and they mad about that shit. Exactly. You will work, exactly. or we're gonna make this shit hit the fan. Yeah. Or we'll take your seventy three million dollars. Like it just works that way. Um, Teddy and Oso. No, nobody really won. In this uh, in this series or this show, even Oso, at the end, he can't go back to the states. Yeah, this I, girl want to see him in North Carolina. The kids is okay. He got the message, the the answer machine thing. He got that, even though it was left on there after a while. But he can't go back to the states. You know, the only person I think that won was Wanda. Yeah, like she might she might be the only person that won because she she was at the bottom. You know, being a crackhead and all that in the project. But she still and, was like in the struggle. Like, I can't even be back here. I know, but I mean, her getting going back to Ghana, her making the decision to leave, remove herself, went back there for the life that she wanted, and she didn't allow the money to dictate what she was gonna do. Right. Also lost as well because. You know, he lost his family. Like, yeah, being able to hear them, but he will never be safe. Even with Teddy being dead, he knew too much. He would never be safe going back to the states. Mm-mm. Yeah, to stay in Mexico. Being and the um, sad part is, as what Lord, do you call him? Um, Chitadora. Uh, what is, what is it called? I forget the fight. The Luchadora. Luchadora. Yeah. Um. Um. Even with him being as loyal as he was to Teddy throughout the show. Even when Teddy questioned Franklin, like, where did you go? Where did you take Oso? You was going for about two hours. So where'd you take him to, like, northern Mexico? In his mind, he, he was, was already, already planning on how he was going to track him down to get him. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, I mean, so that's why Teddy had to die. Teddy had to die because nobody would be safe as quiet and, like, Teddy calm demeanor as he had. He was vicious. Very yes. vindictive, and he would have gotten Oso back. He would have, he would have searched Mexico for yeah. him. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he had to, and it's a shame that Oso had to betray him, but he wanted out. He was, I mean, he, he, he wanted his family and it's a shame that he got to get out, but still didn't get to have his family. I feel like this story could have been told without the other agent. The KGB guy? Yeah, they could have, like, that shit, that's his, his story arc and his plot and his role in all this could have been like, if they, if he wasn't a part of it, it still would have played. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end, it was like, oh, what do we do with this they guy? Just Let's just throw him, him back. Over, yeah. But I mean, like, we I can't guess... write no more to get him out, to kill him, to do anything. So let's just throw him in an alley and his boys will come get him. Well, that wasn't his boys. The CIA was coming to get him. Right. So who knows? Like, he was. that. Who knows what the CIA did to the KGB? Like, they. The, your, the KGB was from Russia. Like, right. they looked at you as a spy. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, I, I do think, like, his role was a little. Yeah, but maybe that was kind of too what what 
yeah, but no, I agree because I was gonna say that was what pushed Oso over the edge. But even the DEA being on his ass pushed Oso Oso over the edge, so they could have did without the mm -hmm. KGB operative. Yeah, I did not like his um his character at all. Even when he was like dealing with sissy, I just didn't like that. Yeah, and like him being gay and yeah. all of that. Like I just didn't see what. And was that's the another point. thing. Like now we got to get to the point of these characters. You got to put in a gay thing. Yeah, like well, I just like didn't this is get... like free Ray Rick, Rick Rick Ross drug dealing in the nineties, and we got to put in a gay character. Yeah, it was just ill placed. Like it, I didn't see a re a reason for it. So um, that's all. Everybody, all the characters that that mattered. Mm -hmm. I have a a, a, a a drawn I'm drawn to the characters of the the high level bad guys that everybody is scared of. I love the dude Kane that um that uh that Franklin was in there talking to. Oh the, yeah. The, the, that guy. Mm -hmm. And Kanan from um Power. From Power. Like just that level of bad guy where it's like you're bad but you're really bad. <laughs> Yeah. Like you do really bad shit, and I just I'm drawn to those type of characters. I don't know why I'm not that guy, but it's like those dudes are like wow, like this think, dude's bad, but he's really really bad. But I think that's a testament to their acting too, because yeah, they, they hell that yeah, I, like, hell yeah, belief that wow, like he really vicious. But a character like Kanan, like when you seen the stuff that they wrote in that, it was like holy shit, this dude's crazy, and yeah. then that that dude and um. And Kane. Yeah, it yeah. was like, and, and Snowfall was like, this dude's high level crazy too. Like, look, he, he branded fucking Louie. Yeah. He put a K like on his chest yeah, right here. That was here. bad. That was bad. That's some sick shit. They, That's some sick shit. And he invited the pimps in to pimp her out. They raped her. Yeah, like that shit is. You you gotta be different to, to do shit like that. You do to to. That's not like regular bad guy shit I did. Like you gotta be on a different level to do shit like that. Like not even like keep this knife up and I'm, yeah I'm gonna brand you like you a fucking cattle. Yeah, to not look at a person as a person anymore to want to hurt them to that point. Yeah, you gotta be different. Like it, it's crazy, but you think unfortunately that's what you know the type of torture stuff. Not that people in the military brand people, but. To be able to torture anybody, period. You got to be a different mindset. Yeah. It makes me think about an interview one time Young Thug did on The Breakfast Club. And he had told Charlemagne, you know, I didn't like you at first. And I told my homies and them to kidnap you and we was going to torture you. And it was just like, wow. Like, that's what you went to. Mm -hmm. Like, not jump you or, you know, beat you up. Like, kidnap you and torture you. Like. Yeah, that's, that's uh, next level bad guy. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty like sick in the head a little bit. Snowfall is a wonderful, great show. Um, check it out. It's on FX. It's on Hulu. It's 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 a great fucking show. We enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. The characters, the story, the character arcs, all that shit was this dynamic. John Singleton created it, and it's Easter eggs all through it. You just gotta, you know, if you grew up in the nineties then you might catch some stuff and, you know, a little bit of stuff in the background. You'd be like, oh, shit, that's, like, part of the 90s. So, catch Snowfall. Um, that was the Snowfall recap. Did you learn anything this week? Um, nope, I didn't learn anything. Nothing at all. <laughs> I've been working hard, enjoying life, and, um, you know, loving on my husband, and that didn't leave me any time to learn much. 
Okay. Did you learn anything? Nope. <laughs> nope. We're going to get better with this segment. Nope. Yeah, we're we going to get better. We got three grams for Um. Yeah, I got three grams, but I am going to get better with this segment. I'm going to start learning some shit. Um, but I did think about this episode, not just today, way beforehand. So I knew what I was coming with today. Um, but I got to get like some knowledge for y'all drop yeah. just to give something back. Yeah, that's going to be our homework. And I'm going to make sure it's something very knowledgeable. That's useful, not useless information and not nothing that's like internet based, but just give you something that is, yeah. you can use in life. Yeah. Um, three grams. Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia. Ooh, great fight. Fight night Saturday. We uh, bunkered in, watched the fight. My baby cooked on a Saturday. That was great um, to have some home-cooked food for the fight. Um, he didn't walk out at 1 o'clock, but I had to take a little nap, a little 30-minute oh nap. No, wait. Pause. Rewind. You did learn something. What? Time zones. Oh, yeah. I did <laughs> learn time zones. Let me, let me get to that. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I learned time zones. Now, I know about time zones, not necessarily mountain time, but this blew my mind. But anyway, Javante Davis tank fought Ryan Garcia and put him on his ass in the second round with a left hook. And then in the seventh round, hit him with a left body shot and put him down and couldn't get up. Bust his nose, all that type shit. Um, it was an awesome fight. Love tank. We went to go see tank in person. And it was bar just plays in Brooklyn, and he knocked Raleigh out. Um, yeah, it's even doper in person because, like, you get the experience. Like, yeah. holy shit, he just hit him and he down. And we <laughs> had good seats, so like we could see real good. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was like when we went back to the hotel, we was tired. Yeah, because it was like a long night of a, first a of long all evening of boxing. Let me tell y'all this. It, it, this is for those who may have never been to, and this was our first time going to a boxing um, a live match. What you see on TV is like a quarter of yeah. the night. So you know how they may show like an opening fight, a, what do they call it? Like the undercard. Oh, well, no, like they they call undercard. the undercard, right? And then they show the main event. Sometimes there might be two undercards, right? Mm -hmm. And then the main event. We sat there in 10 person. Fights. There's like seven undercards, and then the main fight. We didn't know. This was our first time. Yep. So we go. And like we're probably, you know, in this huge tickets arena. The, the tickets had be there at 7. We were there at 7. We could have got there about 8.39. Yeah. And maybe we, And we still would have saw four or five fights. Yes. But we saw 10. We were there when it was like probably only 500 people in the state. And this is the state. How, how many people to uh, Barclays? 20,000. They hold 20,000. So we might have been like two or 500 people that was there like on time. Sitting there. But we saw all, from little boys that was like 14 years old. So women. as he, it is. Yes. Women <laughs> saw a live boxing match. It is a long night. And let me tell you when it's, <coughs> when it's 500 people in the stands while the early fights are going, you could hear the gloves. Yeah. The and all that kind of stuff. The talking in the corner. When the fucking stadium's 20,000, you can't hear shit. Yeah. So it was a long night. But go ahead. Um, but what did you think of the fight? I thought it was great. So I remember back in are the day. Are you a Tank fan? I am a Tank fan. I, I Boxing, I think, is my favorite sport. And, it, and, and I was a little prejudiced about boxing because. You don't not, fuck with the MMA? 
I, I like MMA, but you know what? I want to go to a live MMA fight because it's like what they show on TV, we don't get to see like the real good mm-hmm. stuff. I want to see the real bloody, gory, like people getting really beat up. But I like it, but I kind of grouped them together, but even though they're different. But um, with boxing, a lot of times you can see a lot of fights and and 30% of them are really good fights. Floyd Mayweather, I'll say this, I know he's, you know, pound for pound, the best fighter they say. I don't enjoy his fights because he's very defensive. I know that's the game. You yeah. want to fight to not get hit, hit. and not get hit. But it's not, it, it has never been worth the money because it's like, Okay, you. I I want to see somebody get knocked down. I want to see a knockout. I know that's Floyd's not going to happen. Floyd's been worth the money, though, babe. Floyd and Oscar De La Hoya was worth the money. Floyd and Zab Judah was worth the money. Floyd and um, um, Shane Mosley was worth the money. Like those fights were worth the money. Okay, now, he's fifty and you know, zero, and you just made no, four I'm, fights. Well, there's some fights where he, him and and Pacquiao was worth the money. Like it's some fights that he fought where it was like, okay, he's worth the money. But I get what you're saying that. I'm just trying it to put it on. It was anticlimactic for yeah, me. Yeah, I will yeah. give you that. His fights were very anti. He Floyd, 50 fights, I don't think he knocked out nobody. Mm-hmm. I think he might have, like, not knock out, like, sleep, sleep. He knocked people out because the ref stopped the fight, and that's considered exactly. a knockout. But he, he's never one-punched somebody, and they And out they, cold. like, dazed. No, yeah. he, don't, he don't punch that hard. He just punches in volume, not in... Uh, and power. And, and, yeah, and power. Yeah, and that, so that's the thing for me. Floyd has always been a person where it's like... I'm all right with us not buying the fight. Let's see it for free the next week. You know he's going to win anyway. Even if you think he might not, in the back of your mind, you know he's going to win, which he always has. Let's just watch it the next week for free. But Tank, I feel like I now I always, this is his third fight in a row that we've seen him knock somebody out. Or like win by TKO. Mm-hmm. Like knockout, not TKO. Yeah, okay, a knockout where like they can't get up. What, like, well, what, two people quit. Ryan Garcia couldn't get up and the last dude didn't get off the stool. Remember, Tank well, was well, looking over I, at him? Yeah. And he was like, no more. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that he knocked him out. <laughs> that's considered the a knockout. The one we went to, he knocked the guy yeah. out. So, I, I feel Into like... Into the ropes. I always would want to see his fights. So, he has me as a fan now. Um, yeah, I really, I enjoyed it. It was it, it was entertaining throughout. Like, you know, it, some rounds better than others. But I feel like you can't take your eyes off of him for a second. Because mm-hmm. you never know when it's going to happen. That shit had my chest tight like I was in the fight. Yeah, you like, scared me a little bit. I had to breathe and breathe and breathe. Yeah. But watching them fights be like, whoo. Like, because I've been there. And it's like, I, the intensity is, is, is something different. Yeah. It, it's it, something different. And being there, you know, you can see some things in person. Like we told y'all before, we went to see WWE in person and it ruined it. I could never watch it on TV again because in person was so awesome. You see it on TV and it's like, wah, wah. It looks so fake. Yeah. Boxing, no. I still enjoy it seeing it in person and, you know, on TV. It's weird how you... Um, and basketball, too. The the wrestling part, like, we know that it's fake and they, they, like, don't hit each other like that way, but... Watching an interview with Ric Flair the other day, it's like these wrestlers are revered at this old age because of what they've done, and they openly talk about the choreography of mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, I'll call this, and then I'll call that, and you know, we going out there, and he was arguing because we knew I was going to win, mm-hmm. and then I would keep a razor tape between my fingers and cut myself. Like, and you thinking back in the day, you thought they was bleeding for real. Yeah. Like, he really got hit with the chair and bled. But it's like, no, he got hit with the chair. He went like this and he cut his forehead a little bit because he got a razor in his tape. I was traumatized by wrestling. When I was a kid, 
my uncle and my grandpa were huge wrestling fans. I vividly remember living at 3233 D. McMichael Street in Abbotsford Projects and them being in front of the TV, like, watching wrestling, like, being so excited. I will never forget one time watching wrestling with them and somebody got thrown out the ring and the the uh, guardrails, like, like, separate the audience, they fell on it and hit their throat. To this day, I don't know if it was real or not, but the ambul the man like turned blue and green, like he couldn't breathe, and they called the ambulance came in and took. I was devastated. I I had to be like four years old. Mm -hmm. I can picture it. I don't know who the wrestler was. He was white. He had blonde hair. It wasn't Hulk Hogan. I used to love Hulk Hogan, but I was like devastated, crying because I thought he was gonna die. Like so, I'm wrestling. Sure people felt like yeah. that at a WrestleMania where Owen Hart died. And they went to commercial and came back and finished the wrestling because it was WrestleMania. And he fell from the top rope on a rig that popped and broke his neck in front of everybody. And they like, he died. And they went to like pay per view commercial. Pay per view had a commercial. And then they went back and wrestled. They finished the, the, the rest of the matches. And mm. then said afterwards, Owen Hart died, passed away. I kind of wish that, I mean, because now I'll be wanting to like, check back in the wrestling to see if like mentally I can get back into it but I don't know who the characters are guess anymore. who writes for wrestling who Triple H and Edge oh wow they write the story Edge of Mania yeah, they write I had the a stories. sign that said Edge of Mania he that's was why my I just favorite. told you that I'm yes. like Triple H and Edge actually write the storylines for that's it that's dope that's dope um second Graham 15 year old who went viral for beating up her teacher and breaking her leg was sentenced to a year behind bars is warranted Yes. I saw a compilation video today and I, I'll send it to you. I'm not sure if you've seen it. I think Earthquake posted it. And it, or maybe D.L. Hughley. But it was just saying like, teachers are not paid enough for this. It just showed kids. It was two or three videos. Yeah, I saw it. The it man cursing yeah. and then the girl trying to pull the door open. Yeah. Like she, like that teacher was terrified. <laughs> I was happy the student got up to help him because I mean, it was like, what the... I was afraid for him. Like, if she... And I'm get, sure he was afraid. Like, if she comes in, she's an animal. She's going to kill him. Yes. Me. And then you think to yourself, he's a man, she's a girl. Like, can I punch her in the face? Am I going to get fired? Like, I absolutely agree. These kids need to be taught a lesson. But not only that, we need counselors. We need behavioral health therapists in these schools because these kids, and I'm not excusing their behavior. This ain't a reason. Those kind of kids are too far gone, baby. When the counselor says, come talk, and they say, fuck you. Or when they say, sit down, fuck you. And they say, well, you know, I got, I know you're hurting about something. Fuck you. You don't know what. Like, when you get that from them kind of kids, they too far gone. You think our doctor can't help one of them kids? I'm not saying they can't. But how far would our would I doctor go if, okay, I'm going to give you 10 sessions. And every time you sit down in front of me, I ask you a question. You say, fuck you. I, I think the right doctor, the right professional would learn how, especially that first little boy, you could tell he so was hurting you, so in the inside. Just, okay, for the, hypothetically, what do you say? Fuck you. Okay, well, you know how. Fuck I, you. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know the words to say because <laughs> I'm not in that profession. So I'm sure they have tools that they would be able to use to break through that. 
I'm sure maybe the first session that might be all he said, but you know how you break through that? You show up again and let him know I ain't giving up on you. But what if he say fuck you to that? That's why I'm saying it's hypothetical. If I, you I understand. Just walk down the road with me. If you get in front of a kid, and we've seen that on like Lean on Me or like these 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 shows where it's like some kids are just gone, where it's like they they not gonna they're not gonna care what you say. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Well, you know people love you. I don't give a fuck about what you're saying. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't want to be here. Fuck you. Like, there's I kids who give you saying, all that. But I don't... I mean, that little boy looked like he was no more than, like, 12 years old. I don't that's, think... That's true. Right. I don't think he's too far gone. Now, if he was sitting there and he 18, you think to yourself, he gonna have to do some jail time to learn that lesson but because... that was when we was younger. It's it's gotten younger now. Like, the kids are... I, well, guess when what? we was growing Even, up, yeah, 18 was probably where you would say a kid is too far gone. Now, it's kids walking around with 50-round clips at 12 years old. Yeah, but I think, guess, nobody ha is trying anymore because I understand it's difficult. I'm not saying it's easy by any means, but it's evident, like, these kids, sometimes these kids need a hug. These kids need a meal. They need somebody to say, you know what? I ain't going to bother you. Here go a wash rag. Here goes a brush. Here goes some clean clothes. Here goes some deodorant. Something like that that you might not even realize might be a trigger. Like, damn, I ain't had this in forever. He might be angry because he, you know, his Nobody balls itch. Him. And he know that he it ain't nothing he could do about it because he don't have no soap or running water at home. Like it could be, I'm just saying, it could be something that's no, like. No, I get what you're saying. Like if nobody never cared about you, you showing you care might yeah. break through. But all I'm saying is, I don't think I agree. I'm going to give you that. There's some kids out there who can be talked to and loved on, but there's also some kids out there that a meal and a hug's not going to stop them from carrying a 50 round clip. The, the, it's not. There, you are. You're absolutely correct. I think that we have to at least try to help these kids. So her getting a year is unfortunate. She committed a crime and she needs to pay for it. a year. And don't get me wrong, I don't. I wouldn't agree to her doing ten years in jail. She's well, a kid, a year is... but I think a year to, and, and hopefully, and, and hopefully that year is rehabilitative and not just penal. Because I think sometimes too, these kids get sent in. They're they're. Um, punished for the things that they do, but where's the rehabilitation aspect of it? Let's not just punish them. Let's help them to remediate their bad behavior. I agree. Um, last grant, and this is kind of just like, wow, um, inclusiveness. Mm. Mattel debuts the first Barbie doll with Down Syndrome. Thoughts? I saw it, and I don't know how other people who... I'm going to specifically say people who have Down syndrome or know somebody or are closer to it. And I, I hope this isn't taken insensitively at all. I think they could have done a better job at the look because I, I think it's a beautiful thing for pe for children of all parts of the Barbie world. Barbie doll should be in every, every facet of life. They had Barbie dolls with alopecia. They have. I, they I've have, seen the Barbie. Yeah. I've seen Winnie Harlow with a Barbie doll with um, yeah, so, alopecia. I've seen a Barbie in a wheelchair. I've seen Barbie now that's uh, a trans. I've seen Barbie that is black. I've seen Barbie that is now a um, Down syndrome. Down syndrome. But I'm just saying, are we going to have Barbie for? Well, every, I mean, to to, to for everything, <sighs> like where does that stop or or not? 
I think I think it's something small. I don't think it's hurting anything by doing it by giving children somebody that looks like them. So first so we, we started have Barbie with one arm. Yeah, I think they already do. Okay. I think and and they, no, I'm positive that they do. I think and they, they have do too. Barbie with prosthetic legs. Yeah, I think so they do too. So to give I mean because we have kids of all different demographics, medical challenges, um uh developmental disabilities. So what's wrong? I mean, I think it's something that's small enough to make a child feel good that doesn't hurt anybody. anybody. So why not? I don't right, think okay. it's so, but again, my only, you know, is it's not a negative. I think maybe they should have worked a little more closely with the artist to make them to, to make the Barbies more reflective of the facial appearance of a child. I think with they Down only syndrome. did it with the eyes. Just looking at the picture, they only kind of like, I don't want like, don't take this out of context, but they kind of Asianed up the eyes a little slanted, bit. Slanted. Yeah, slanted. Yeah. Slanted the eyes a little bit. Yeah, so that's the only thing. I mean, but I think having, you know, if if I, I think if I had a child that had Down syndrome, I would be, I would go and buy it. Just like, so we're going to have Barbie with moles. We're going to have Barbie with freckles. We're going to have Barbie they with... They got plus size Barbies, you know? Again, I don't I don't think it's anything that is hurtful in any me. I can't think anything off the top of my head why it's a negative thing, but to have a child who, I don't think it's a negative thing at all. Right. I just want to know your thoughts right. on it. But to and have I kind of agree with you. I th- I don't think it's not hurting anybody and if it's making some kids feel good about themselves, then Yep, making a kid smile, making them feel better about themselves, then I, I'm all for it. I, I don't see an issue, a problem with it at all. I think across the board, like maybe all dolls, not just Barbie, need to, you know, kind of follow suit with that. I know there are like the, uh, like some line of dolls. Target has a line where they have different nationalities. And like, so like for the Caucasian dolls, you might see a redhead doll, you know. Um, and then for the... Barbie with a red doll. I think they might have... Oh, Barbie? Barbie with a red dot. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they had that red already. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know they have those with feathers. Um, but, but with for the black dolls that at Target, they have them with different textures of hair, which I think is awesome because, you know, oftentimes that's where girls, young girls, they start to develop their self-image and confidence. If you're always playing with these dolls that have this straight, silky hair... You start to not like your kinky curly hair. You right. think it's a bad thing, or now you know you want to weave because you want it to look like this doll that you think you've been playing with all these years. But now you have this doll that oh her hair is curly like mine. She's cute, so I'm cute. I want my hair curly. I want my hair afro puffs like this doll. The comb go when I comb her hair like you do mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, it hurt when mommy do my hair. It hurt when when mommy do her hair too because kids they see their reflection. I seen this video of a little girl um, her dad when, when her dad when she would go to get shots at the doctor you know her dad was hugging her told her that she, he loves her you know trying to coddle her to stop her from being in pain and then it was a video of her treating her doll the same way she was playing doctor with the doll like she was giving the doll a needle and then was hugging the doll like treating it like her dad treats her so this is how little girls build up their self-image this is where they see the reflection of themselves this is why it was so important back in the day when they did that trial when it was just black and white dolls and you know they were asking black little black girls how they felt about the black dolls and they thought they were ugly and they were dirty and they only wanted white dolls 
But I'm so I mean, does it stop anywhere? Like, so I'm, I'm just trying to think of a negative if there was anorexic Barbie. Well, yeah, because anorexia is not a good thing. So it's you, not a good thing, but people go through it, is what I'm saying. It don't have to be good. Now you judge it. You're going through something. No, you anorexia see. is a medical condition that you try to be cured from. Right, but I'm just saying you're going through something. You're, it's not like you should be judged for it. No, I don't think they should do something that will amplify like a anorexic Barbie. I don't know. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like you said, what's the negative? And I'm thinking, okay, what doll could they make that wouldn't be? Yeah, that. I mean, right. now, if you want to just have a thin Barbie, that's one thing. But but Barbie has traditionally already been thin, so even go to go down that road. Anorexic I don't think Barbie that's, is just the original. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. Act to the podcast, episode one twenty, coming to a close. Um, Act to the podcast dot com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, TikTok, Breaker, and Spotify. It's your boy International Walk. It's your girl Tash, the co-hostess with the mostest. If y'all fuck with us, y'all fuck with us. By now, y'all, if y'all fuck with us, y'all fuck with us. If you don't, you should. Peace. I feel like my eyes are